Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, everyone. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene, 730 on Wall Street. The corporate story of the day, Home Depot, first quarter profit, much better than analysts estimated. Also raised its earning forecast for the year, made a dollar forty-four a share. Analysts' estimates were for a dollar thirty-five. Sales up nine percent, twenty-two point eight billion. Uh, company also increasing, as I mentioned, annual forecast revenue might increase six point three percent. They say shares are increasing; uh, they are up about a quarter of a percentage point right now. Lending Club fell fifty one percent last week. Remember, after the surprise departure of its leader, uh, says the scandal's prompting investors to suspend debt purchases, along with some government investigations. Uh, company's ability to field new loan applications is being affected. J.P. Morgan Asset Management says U.S. corporate bonds are attractive. Uh, PIMCO Total Referred Turn Fund doubling the amount it's allowed to invest in junk debt. Corporate securities trouncing treasuries so far this year. By the way, it's J.P. Morgan Day, and uh, we'll talk with Gerard Cassidy about that a little later in the program. But first, let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, thank you very much. Democratic primaries take place today in Oregon and Kentucky. Meanwhile, an ugly incident happened in Las Vegas over the weekend involving Bernie Sanders supporters. They are accused of throwing chairs and making death threats against Nevada Democratic Party chairwoman Roberta Lang at a weekend convention. Security at the Paris Las Vegas casino said they could no longer ensure order and the event closed. State party council suggests there could be similar Sanders tactics at the national convention. The Senate plans to vote today on funding to fight the Zika virus. President Obama requested the funding in February and has been forced to tap unspent 2015 funds from the successful battle against Ebola. Iraqi officials now say at least 28 people are dead after a car bombing in an outdoor market in Baghdad. Police say today's explosion happened in a Shiite-dominated neighborhood. No one has immediately claimed responsibility for the attack. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with Rob Bushka. Good morning, Mike. The Diamondbacks played long ball at the Yankees' expense in the desert, pounding New York 12-2 to as the D-backs scored in six of eight innings, including a five-run fifth. Jake Lamb was three for four with a three-run home run. Yankees are seven and a half back of the front-running Orioles and Red Sox. Help is on the way, though, as both Alex Rodriguez and CC Sabathia are expected back by the weekend. Series continues tonight. Mets, they open up a series at City Field versus the Nationals. Max Scherzer meets Noah Syndergaard. NBA Western Conference Finals, the Thunder continue to impress as they not only surprise the Spurs, but they beat the Warriors 108-102 in Game 1 in Oakland. Russell Westbrook had 27 MVP. Steph Curry, 26 in a losing cause. The Nets announced that Hawks assistant Kenny Atkinson will be their next head coach, and he feels that... The foundation for success is already in place. I'm excited to work with a young, talented group of players and also some pretty good veterans and Thaddeus and, and Brooke. And uh, to have a guy like Thaddeus, an established player in the NBA, excellent player. Meanwhile, on the frozen floor, another thriller in overtime. The Penguins, they beat the Lightning 3-2 to at the Igloo in the Eastern Conference Finals, tied a game one apiece. That's your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update, Mike. 
Thank you, Rob. Well, we are watching uh, the markets struggle to find an identity. Uh, futures were up a little bit. Now they're down a little bit. S&P futures off by three points. We'll see how the day develops. This is Bloomberg Surveillance, keeping the markets under surveillance all day. I'm Michael McGee, along with Tom Keene. Dow futures down, too. They're off 18, and NASDAQ futures off by two. But the uh, stock 600 in Europe is up by a point. The uh, FTSE up by 23 points. A lot of numbers out at 8.30 this morning. That may set the direction for us today. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report, brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. Here's Bob Moon. Michael, good morning. Here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. You've probably never heard of this. Tert butyl alcohol, also called tert butanol. But according to the Environmental Protection Agency, companies released a total of 1.9 million pounds of the stuff into the environment in 2014. It's a widely used fuel additive and solvent. And the EPA has just determined in a draft assessment that it can harm kidney function and may cause cancer in humans. The agency is now soliciting comments on key science questions raised by the assessment at a meeting set for June 29th and 30th. Here's the paradox. It's been used to boost oxygen thereby reducing carbon monoxide, soot, and some other pollutants from the combustion of unleaded gasoline. And something that gives whole new meaning to the next big thing. Picture this, an 18-wheel truck barreling down the highway with 80,000 pounds of cargo and no one but a robot at the wheel. It's the dream of Anthony Lewandowski, a robot-loving engineer who helped steer Google's self-driving technology. He's one of the founders of a startup called Auto, aiming to equip trucks with software, sensors, lasers, and cameras, so they'll eventually be able to navigate the more than 220,000 miles of U.S. highways on their own. For now, the robots would only take control on the highways, leaving humans to handle the tougher task of wending through city streets. The idea is similar to the automated pilots that fly jets at high altitudes while leaving the takeoffs and landings to humans. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael. Bob Moon, thank you very much. Uh, Brian Belsky was wandering by. We grabbed him and pulled him into the studio here because we had an important question to ask, and that is uh, the self-driving economy. Um, <laughs> is it going <laughs> to be affected by uh, Janet Yellen at the controls? Um, there's been an awful lot. Brian, of course, is the uh, chief investment strategist at BMO. Um, there's been an awful lot of talk from Fed officials lately to the uh, idea that they're going to raise rates this summer, whether it's June, whether it's July. But, you know, the, they're rather upset that the markets don't seem to be buying that. Uh, and I'm wondering how, if they do it, how, what kind of reaction are we going to get? Well, it's a great question. I, I think the, the problem with uh, investing, quite frankly, is we all kind of wait until we absolutely positively know what's going to happen. So, you know, the Fed funds futures and the rest of the market's telling you that the, the Fed's not going to do anything. The Fed continues to, I wouldn't say warn, but kind of point people with respect to their communication that they, they can, will, and should do that. I think the economic stability of the U.S. economy um, is is improving. A lot of people talk about how negative it is, but at the end of the day, um, we're not heading toward recession, um, and the the ship has uh, has kind of left the port in terms of overall longer term improvement. So we would venture to guess that we have to get back to a point, Michael, where we understand and believe that 
interest rates going up is actually good for the economy and good for the stock market. We haven't seen that or, or kind of lived in that type of paradigm for uh, over 20 years. So it's going to take some readjusting uh, from the investor base to kind of understand that. So as such, long-winded answer, the market's going to be volatile if the Fed raises rates because – you know, the majority of investors out there, quite frankly, haven't been through a regular cycle. And because of that, they're going to be reactive and probably sell stocks. Well, we saw the, uh, the financial conditions uh, index uh, tighten somewhat after the Fed raised interest rates in December. But now it's way below that. Conditions are, are a lot looser. So people really can't complain, can they, about uh, the cost of money? No, they can't complain. Um, and that's been that way for a while. And so you've seen from a consumer base, you know, debt levels from the consumer side's uh, down. Savings rates are a little bit up because people are worried corporate America continues to retrench and underpromise and overdeliver. So that's been that way for a while. So, you know, the risk is if you kind of take three steps back and look at what's happened for the last 34 years, we've been in a 34-year bull market in bonds and rates have been going lower for the most part, aside from some 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 rallies here and there with respect to yield, but the predominant trend for 34 years is that interest rates have gone down. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to take a lot to kind of turn that, and it's, it's the, the development of the upward trajectory of of yields have gone a lot slower than everybody thought. I think principally because. For the most part, this has been the slowest economic recovery in the history of recoveries, and all we've seen is monetary policy, no fiscal policy, and I think that's par- part and parcel why things have been so slow. A lot of people have suggested one reason the Fed would be on hold is we've seen this earnings recession where earnings haven't grown, but we're starting to see companies for the current quarter raise their forecasts. We saw it from Home Depot today. Uh, is it a mistake to look at uh, earnings because it's backward-looking? Well, at the at the end of the day, uh, we have not seen an earnings recession in certain areas. Uh, on a year-over-year basis, clearly uh, earnings have slowed. But you know, the strength of the U.S. economy is the consumer, so it does not surprise us what we're seeing out of Home Depot um, today. Number one, number two, the majority of what we've seen from from earnings on the downside has really been driven by the energy space. If you take out energy, earnings are a little bit better, but clearly it's impacted what's happened in the industrial space as well. And again, remember, uh, so many investors have focused on 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 international growth in terms of industrials, uh, materials, energy the last 10 or 15 years. And, you know, going forward, we think it's going to be more along the lines of financials, technology, mm-hmm. consumer space. Brian Belsky with us. Well, capital markets. Tom Keene, Mr. Handyman, driving the Home Depot shares higher. We'll uh, have some you know, brilliant questions for Brian. We'll to continue our conversation. With it's Brian a Bell. threat, to, a threat to society to see me. And I'll buy anything by Martha Stewart at Home Depot. That's what I'll do. Bloomberg surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Witham, Smith & Brown. CPAs audit tax and advisory services to help your business be in a position of strength. Experience the Witham way by visiting Witham.com. 